There are times and circumstances in our lives where even though we are believers, even though we're people of faith, even though we believe in the Scripture, it seems like the things that we want to happen aren't happening. We watch as things transpire in our lives that we don't understand and that we wish were different. We watch our loved ones slip away. We watch unspeakable things happen to those that we love. We see family circumstances that we wish were different, and we see people in our lives that are making decisions that we wish they weren't making. We face financial issues, and uh, we face our own health issues, and the own circumstances of our lives that we wish were different. People around us are making decisions that they shouldn't be making, and it's affecting us, and it's affecting our happiness and, and our well-being. And through those circumstances and through those situations, through those heartaches and through those heartbreaks, sometimes we pray and nothing happens. Sometimes we ask God for his help and it seems like he's a million miles away. Sometimes we, we want God to do something and our prayers seem to be falling on heaven's deaf ears. It was no different for the disciples 2,000 years ago than it is for us today. They saw things completely different than Jesus did. And on this day, as he's riding into Jerusalem, he's looking at their joy and their anticipation, knowing that everything that they are thinking is probably wrong about what he's going to do next. <clears throat> that everything that they thought was going to happen as Jesus rides in on a foal that's never been ridden before, as he rides through the eastern gate that every king that's ever been crowned and, and every coronation day that's ever been had in the history, starting with Solomon all the way through, Jesus now rides past the stones that Solomon and David and all of the ancestors of the house of David rode by on their coronation days. Yes, the walls had been rebuilt under Nehemiah, but the bedrock under those walls was the same stones that Solomon and everybody else had ridden by. And here Jesus is on that day, riding on a foal that has never been ridden through those same gates. And yet here today, we celebrate that story. Because through the pain and through the suffering and through all that the word Hosanna means, we find a God who does save us. We find a God who does deliver us. We find a God who does come to us in our moments and our greatest weaknesses and lifts us up and gives us the encouragement and the strength to take one more step that we thought we could never make. And yet through all the circumstances and through all the problems and through all the tragedies of life, we find at the essence of his story, a story of someone who is looking at 
those gates open up before him and those people cheering him on as he hears the ancient word that we sang this morning, Hosanna. You see, in Psalms 113, as it was written there, it was written as a prayer. A prayer of faith, a prayer of belief, but a prayer of God, save us. It wasn't just a word that described God's presence being with us. It wasn't just a word that described God's victory for us. It was a word that reached out in faith and said, God, save us. Jesus knew that word well. And he represented in that moment the living proof of God's answer. He wasn't just another man riding into Jerusalem. He wasn't just another earthly king being crowned for an earthly kingdom. It was his coronation day. The day in which he looked at the people around him and knew that some of those same people from those same lips in just a few short days and hours would be saying, crucify him. And it's in our own hearts this morning that we find those two things as well. On one side of our hearts, we find this great ability to be good and to do good things and to do amazing, beautiful things. And on the other hand, we have the same ability to do things that are just as terrible and just as awful as all the good things that we could ever hope to accomplish. And in this world that we live in, we find those two things standing in stark contrast to each other as the kingdoms of this world and the kingdom of God are in a locked battle for the destiny and the future of every one of our souls here this morning. The battle has never raged any greater than it rages now. And in our own hearts and in our own lives, as we sit here in the blessing of this Palm Sunday, I pray that the victory will begin to be won. That in your heart and in my heart, we will say, God, save us. God, help us. God, deliver us. God, help me, as Greg was saying earlier, to be the one who brings God's presence into the situation that we would live in such a way that we would be the living miracle and evidence of what God has done in our lives and is doing through us right now. For the next eight weeks, I'm going to be talking about the living miracles. Hope Church, right here today, we have people who are sitting here today who are living miracles. God has done something amazing in your life. And this morning, as I think about that Palm Sunday, and I think about those branches that were being waved, and I think of Jesus, and my mind goes to what he must have been thinking. How difficult it was for Jesus He was coming in from Bethany to Jerusalem and as he reached the rise on one of those hills and looked down over Jerusalem, it doesn't say Jesus laughed. It doesn't say Jesus was happy. It doesn't say Jesus was excited. It says Jesus wept. And as he was riding into Jerusalem, I don't know if a smile was able to creep across his face or not. 
I don't know, as he looked at the people, as Simon Peter runs next to him, and he's all excited, and he's looking at Simon Peter and knows that he's going to be denying him. Denying that he ever even knew him. <laughs> but before you get to, to, don't be so hard on Simon Peter, because let me tell you, there's been times in my life and in your life where the evidence of what we lived out was a denial of who Jesus was. And God help me in my relationship with Him as I tell this story to you to remind you how much Jesus loves us. You see, Jesus is a name that people don't want to talk about, even in our own culture. We want to talk about God. We want to talk about how God did this. We want to talk about a Heavenly Father. But the very name Jesus itself carries such power that the secular world doesn't want to hear it anymore. They've decided that Jesus is no longer going to be a part of the conversation. They've decided that they're not going to allow pastors or ministers or preachers in any public forum to end their prayers with the name of Jesus. Why is there such animosity towards the name of a great prophet and a great man, even at the very least of faith? People will say that. People who won't even agree with you in a secular setting will say that Jesus as he lived his life, was a good man. But yet there's such animosity that now the crosses on Camp Pendleton have come down off of the chapels. And now the names of Jesus can no longer be spoken at inaugurations or even at the City of Vista's council meetings. They send pastors letters asking them not to specifically, not to pray in the name of Jesus. You see, we're, we're living in a culture and in a time where the war has never been greater for this story that we celebrate today. You want to be countercultural? Talk about Jesus. You want to be somebody who goes against society and the culture that we live in? Live out the name of Jesus in everything you do. You want to be somebody who is not afraid of somebody else's opinion. Tell them the story of how you met Jesus and how Jesus has saved you. Because that's the heart of what we celebrate today. You see, the story doesn't mean anything unless it's lived out through us. It doesn't matter if we don't get to the love that God had that He sent His only Son. And to live that out in wisdom and in power and in strength means that we are able to become a part of the living miracle that Jesus is. The greatest living miracle that ever lived. The incarnation of Jesus from the very throne room of the universe to come to us. And when we live out that story, brothers and sisters, we become living miracles. The fact that logical, reasonable, rational, intelligent people like you believe that Jesus was born and that he was born to a virgin <clears throat> You believe that he was the very breath of heaven, the essence of God himself? You believe that he turned water into wine? 
You believe He raised the dead? You believe He made the lame walk and the blind see? You believe that? You believe that Jesus, when He was coming into Jerusalem through that eastern gate, knew exactly what He was coming to do. That there was a kingdom that was going to be built that was not just of this world and did not have its source in Jerusalem, but had its source in the throne room of heaven and it was the unity and the atonement between God and man forever. But there was something significant and sacred that happened. And so as we think about that and as we follow that today, I would ask you on this Palm Sunday to think differently about who you are. And to think about what God can do in you and through you. I want you to stand next to Jesus as he rides into Jerusalem. And in your mind's eye, I want you to join with the crowd. I want you to look around at the people next to you. And I want you to look around at what they're saying. I want you to hear in the ancient Aramaic the word Hosanna as they say it. And as you stand there with me, Ask yourself this question, what kind of a disciple am I? How does my life reflect what it means when I say, Hosanna? Would you stand together with me? Lester, you don't know this song, so hang on just a sec. Father, I thank you for this service. I thank you for each person here today. Lord, we have celebrated 
what it means to know your story in our own hearts and in our own lives. Help us, Lord, to celebrate that story with others. Help us not to be afraid of the name of Jesus. Help us not to be afraid to share that with the people around us. Help us to have a passion and a conviction that it is our responsibility to share your love with those around us. And Lord, as you live through us this week, may we learn once again the power of the word, Hosanna. And as we stand in that great throng of believers before your throne one day, and we sing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, the whole earth is filled with his glory. May we reflect that in our own lives this week as we live and love as we are loved by you and by others, may we be a reflection of heaven itself and the glory reflected from Jesus and what he has done for us. Lord, may we feel your love and live in your presence this week. And may our hearts be broken before you, Lord. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Shake hands with five people and have a great week. God bless you.